Welcome into the Level Heads Podcast, everybody. This week, we've got Dan Duvall from Duvall Custom Homes. Dan is one of our Builder 20 members. He is somewhat of a mentor to me. He uh, brought me into the Builder 20 group, invited me in, and he's taught me a lot as I've started my journey. And we're excited to have him on the podcast this week. If you don't know who we are, I am Mike Connolly from Greenside Design Build. I'm Zane Ellis with Collect Build Company. I'm Jamie Verdura with Verdura Construction. And I'm Dan Duvall, Daniel Duvall Custom Builder. There we go. Let's get into All it. All right. Welcome well, in, Dan. Dan. And thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to be I'm here. You know, I'm a big fan of your podcast, big fan of podcasts in general. Yeah, we take your uh, your feedback to heart when you talk about podcasts, because I know you've probably got every construction podcast listed on your on your phone i know you listen to them when you do your morning walks so yeah excited to have you on why don't you tell our listeners who you are what you already did where you build where you're from and a little bit about yourself sure thing so we're uh obviously my company's daniel deval custom builder we're a uh custom builder located in bellbrook ohio which is a small town to be south of dayton north of cincinnati and we build uh, custom homes, I would say high-end residential, all pre-sold uh, for clients. We don't do any spec homes. Um, of course, we, we like to get the client prior to them getting with an architect or a designer and uh, meet with them and, and uh, develop the relationship. And then we make the introduction typically to the architect or residential designer and uh, work with them through the development of the architectural drawings and scope of work development, build that relationship and go. So it's been pretty successful for us so far. And, you know, our uh, company is is small and we don't build a lot of homes. And so it's just usually my wife and I, uh, we have a full-time interior designer on staff, a cleanup person and, and uh, kind of in between on a project manager, looking for a project manager right now. Cool. When you say you don't build a lot of homes, that's a relative statement. How how many do you build a year on average? Seventeen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I would say, you know, we've had some above average years, all of us, right? These have been some exceptional times, and so we're a little busier than normal right now. Our normal year might be in the three to five range, and we're we're a little above that a right above now. That. That's good. And how long has Deval Custom Builders or our custom homes been around? Yep. So I built my first home in 1994 oh, wow. and I was 24 and then I got incorporated in 95. So I was really, uh, you know, I started out as a finished carpenter and um, that's what I, I subcontracted to builders in our area from uh, probably 1990 all the way through 90. As as a uh, as you are the a finished carpenter sub for those years, yeah, I was the finished carpenter. Got it. Yep, and uh, and I had a cabinet shop, and uh, so I would go in and trim for these builders. And in our area, finished carpenter would come in typically, and uh, of course, set all the interior doors, install casing, baseboard, crown mold, coffered ceilings. We had set the cabinetry as well lock sets, just, just complete the house. So, um, and then of course, along the way I, I, you know, bought my own home and of course this is the early nineties. It was really difficult to get a loan then if you're self-employed and interest rates were a little higher and I bought my own home and when I was 20 and, uh, just gutted it and rehabbed it and fixed it up, sold it and made some money. I was able to purchase a lot. And that's how I built my first home. Good for you. Uh, 24. And I, I never really wanted to be a builder. I, I, uh, I mean, it wasn't on my radar. I just thought, you know, I'm going to build this home. And I was excited to get it done and I was single and somebody said, Hey, you want to sell it? And I said, yeah, why not? So I sold it and <laughs> bought another lot and I did it again and bought another lot. And I did it again and, uh, just transitioned. And then, then somebody said, Hey, would you build us a home? And I think I was 26 when I built my first home for a pre-sold for oh, a client. Wow. And then I was... 20, probably 20, just shortly after that is when I, I quit. Uh, I had really scaled back 
I was just doing stairways for builders and that was it. No trim, just stairs. And I even, at that was the point where I just cut it off no more. Is that why you've got such cool stairs in your projects now? Like serious question. Uh, yeah, we like to have you've got, stairs in our you've projects. You've got yeah. a few houses recently that have super cool stairs. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We got this guy uh, locally. I, I'd put him up against anybody in the country, really? staircase-wise. He's he's a freak. It just it is. Uh, he he he's a he's a he's not on social media. I don't even know if he has a website. And uh, he is a, he's an amazing craftsman. We've got one of those guys. It's hard to get. He, he wrote the book. He yeah. wrote part of the, the, what is it? The S, SRMA or SMRA or I don't know, the stair builder. Okay. Yeah. He wrote part of the code yeah. and he, he, he lived in Knoxville. Yeah. Uh, his name's Rusty Parks. Owns a company called Parks and Stuff. Shut okay. up. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he's just retired and his, uh, his son has actually taken over, but, uh, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he's amazing too. That, that's tell you what, that's a real carpenter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah those guys that built stairs, that's, that's mad. And it's, there's, they're fun to watch on Instagram. Yeah. Dan, Dan so, like, I was, I was not Dan, like, you hear that guys? So, I was a so you said, Hey Dan, so Dan, so you say you're 26 and you built your first house and sold it. Like, uh, I was 24 and built my first house and uh, I moved in and I was, somebody pulled up my front and said, is this for sale? And I said, well, not really. I said, what do you want to sell? And I said, well, sure. And so I, I sold, I was only in it for about 90 days. Oh, wow. And I sold it and uh, moved to an apartment and I bought another lot and did it again. I lived in that apartment for two years. Yeah. You know? Grinding it out. So that, at that point uh, in your game with that, were you built a were you framing it? Were you managing it? Or like, how'd you handle that at that age? So that's a good question. Yeah. So I uh, paid, I learned a lot and I made a lot of mistakes. And by the way, my first house, it was a 1800 square foot ranch on a slab. Okay. Block foundation, poured slab. That thing cost me $75,000 to build. It's the good old days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, it was, it was not super high end. It had a brick face and uh, a kitchen. Sliding around the sides and back. <laughs> a kitchen. It was three bedrooms. It was it was nice. So to answer your question, yeah, I framed it. I did the extra trim. I painted it. I built the kitchen. I did the floors. Wow. wow. I did it all. I did as much as I could. Back then, it was so cheap. I didn't even I didn't even want to get a dumpster. I'd load my truck up at night. <laughs> And go back to my apartment complex and shove the trash in the dumpster. <laughs> I need money, man. We've all been there. Yeah, We've all been there. Right? Probably still right. probably still there. So but. technically <laughs> so technically you started off as a spec builder, right? Yeah. Even though you yeah. lived in it for ninety days, it was a spec. Then the next yeah. one was a spec, the next one was a spec, and then yep. your third or fourth one you was a build a suit. Right. Yeah, I would say about the fourth. Oh, yeah. So tell us. Yeah. Yeah. T- the, yeah so, walk us into yeah. that. So you go from falling into it, doing it as a carpenter and building it, and people, you know, being interested, yep. and then somebody approaching you. Like how how that how that come to life? Yeah. So that was where I uh, struggled through things a little bit, just because I had not, I didn't have anybody to talk to about. Hey, how do you how do you structure this with the client? How do you do the allowances? And I did have, I did have one guy that had, it helped me a little bit. And, uh, so I just, I took actually the, it was the very first home I built. I took that model and I said, Hey, I've already built this. I can do this for you. And so I already knew my cost and, uh, and I just gave them the same allowances for what I, that I would have used on my, my home. And it, it all worked out. I made money. I, I didn't make great margin, but I did make money on it. As a matter of fact, that guy is that couple, uh, my first pre-sold, they're still good friends to this day. They're, I've got, wow. built them a second home. I've got their, that That's contract awesome. hung in my office They're They've been a good friend. Awesome. So it, uh, the deal with the clients and how to structure that process has, has evolved over the it past had to. years. Yeah. So I, I have yeah. one clarifying question. You said, you said that you didn't, you weren't trying to be a builder. Did you just do this and people kept buying them? And then you were like, well, I, I, I guess I'm a builder now. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> well, it, it paid it paid a lot better than being a trooper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I liked that. Yeah, yeah. and I could I kind of I, I like I really liked being a carpenter. Yeah. I enjoyed that, and I didn't think I would not I would want to stop that. And um, but I I did realize I could make more money, and and as I uh, kept moving forward with it, I really I did enjoy the process of the construction the whole way through. I'd, like I you know. I, my strong suit was after drywall, yeah. right? I yep. was finished yeah. carpenter. I didn't know anything about foundations, like nothing. And uh, in my first house, I, I set it way too low. You know, it's like, you know, you don't want to do yeah. that. You're better, you'd rather be right. too high than too low. And I was way too low. And um, so I, you know, of course, I made a lot of mistakes and hired some of the wrong guys early on, but got lucky because uh, I met some of the really good guys that, you know, taught me some of those early phases of construction and uh, helped me through some some of those areas. Yeah. So how yeah. was your how was your transition from uh, I guess I mean being fully hands on and building your projects to somebody approaching you to to you know purchase a home from you and then I guess becoming the builder and managing it like how's that pro like how's that transition look? Well, I mean, it, uh, it, the, the first years were tough, just trying to figure out, you know, when you get, finally, I'm trying to think my first pre-solds, I kept specs going. I did keep spec homes going. And then um, we just, it, we would intermix two or three pre-solds along the way. And I uh, just, I guess I had just figured out well enough how to get my houses quoted and know my numbers and give realistic budgets for the clients as for allowances. Um, and I think this, I did that all the way through the the nineties, just this transition, the, the spec homes along with the pre-solds and, uh, really didn't, didn't have too much trouble. I had, a I had one bad client, my first, one of my first pre-solds and, uh, man, he showed me a thing or two about business and, uh, <laughs> Been there. You know, and, and I, but I made it through it. And yeah. I, when I got done with that house, I added up my numbers. I paid $3,800 to build that house. <laughs> oh, wow. Right? Yeah. Been there. And I paid everybody. Yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, but you always pay so for your yes, education. Right. No matter, yeah. no matter what right. way it is. Which is probably cheap. Nice. Yeah. 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 So I think I just gradually things, you know, I got to go to Counting. I got good job costing, you know, which changed things. I was just doing my estimates in Excel and trying to keep track of handwriting checks, trying to keep track of stuff. And it, and it morphed into, uh, of course, you know, QuickBooks and keeping track of our budgets and so forth that way. And, um, so yeah, I think the, one of the big things in our market, it's, it's kind of gone away now, but you've, you're the parade of homes you hear about around the country mm -hmm. and here we called it Homerama and it was, you know, builders would go in and everybody would buys a lot and there might be 10 builders on the same street and you, you all build a house and the, the public walks through. Those were huge to the seventies, eighties and nineties here. And as a finished carpenter, I worked in those and it's a, it's a mad house to work in one of them. So I built, I started building those in the early two thousands. And then that's kind of when we like took off to like the higher, you know, the really custom homes. Yeah. And uh, so I would build specs in those. So my last spec ever was in 06. It was on one of those home Rama homes. And yeah, they uh, still have those throughout. It was a million dollar home. Yeah, there it's, we, our area is kind of, it's been difficult to do because you just, we don't have enough builders to build yeah. that level of home in one location. I our area, we don't have enough. Changed. Uh, we've got enough builders, but we don't have enough people building that level of home. So they just dumb down the level of home. Like it's pretty much like you just build whatever you want to build. You know, we'll have. You exactly. know, it, it yeah. really sucks. So. Yeah, used to be, but you know what? I mean, now a couple of clicks of your mouse, and you can see inside of Shaq's bedroom. <laughs> You know, it's hard to, it's hard to wow people. You got Mike yeah. on Instagram That's showing us stuff and you just. Mike's right? building checks. Yeah, Smoke and mirrors. You guys laundry rooms. <laughs> well, getting back to like your, the history of your, your company and how you got started and, and transitioning to 
custom builds. I'd imagine, as with all of us, that your systems and processes and your, your basically your specs just graduated to a, a higher standard with every project you've, you've done. Tell us about that. Like how, I know my specs are basically a list of everything I screwed up in the past. Like, oh, I need to put that in my specs. I need to put that in the contract. <laughs> yeah. And every house you yeah. do, you just gain. And now I have a 40 page spec that tells you how many mistakes I've made <laughs> throughout the years. Those are your warranties. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head there. It's just, it, it's a progression of experience and, and what that looks like putting that together. Um, you know, I, uh, I've always been an early adopter of technology and construction. And, uh, so I started going to the builder show, uh, our first one, Eric and I went for the year we, in 2001 was our first time. And I think we've missed a couple since. And, um, throughout the mid two thousands, a lot of these web-based software packages started getting released and, you know, you didn't have, we didn't have great web connectivity through the main mid nineties out in the field. You just didn't have 4g and it was slow. And, uh, so I had started purchasing some of those to help write specs, construction specs and manage the jobs and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, and they really didn't take off till the late two thousands with builder trend and co-construct. And there was a couple other stragglers. And, um, I would say that was probably one of the bigger things that helped me tie down the details. Really? And, you know, really, you, you know, I always heard, you know, you build, you build your house on paper twice before you build it in the field. Mm -hmm. And it's just constantly, it's, we're fighting the specs and we're fighting the specs. And for years I just did them in Excel, you know, I, I wrote my specs in Excel, which is fine. And, um, you know, and, and, uh, but moving, transitioning to a, a web-based system that can kind of help that process was, was kind of a game changer for yeah, us. Yeah. Ours was all in paper before uh co-construct it was uh even if i typed it on a spreadsheet yeah. we kept it in a, a build folder we called it a build book and we kept we got these legal folders yeah. and we had the two pole punch at the top you know and we and it'd start you know with just like site plan and plans and you know like a schedule of course you printed so many schedules <laughs> throughout the whole build at and at the end of it by the time you got you know change orders and and, you know, your budget's in there and like all this other stuff, you know, it'd be like, it'd be like three inches thick, you know, by the end of the, by the end of the yeah. build. And I would have a truck full of these big, huge folders with, you know, revised plans and budgets and like specs and like cabinet drawings and everything in there. And I can remember when I found uh, co-construct and I was like, oh my God, I don't, I don't have to give up my back seat to all of these all of these folders anymore. I had, I think I had three big file boxes in the back of my, in the back seat of my truck that kept all the files that kept all the build books in them. Yeah. So now thank God for those things. I feel like I'm, yeah. I feel like I'm 80 years old. Thank God for the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so you're an early adopter of all this technology. I, I, this is one thing I want to dive into you with you, Dan, because I know you're, you're big into it. You've, you're obviously a little disappointed that co-construct is going to be going away. I know you are the co-construct master. There's a new software company that you are consulting for and consulting is with. Is he allowed to talk um, about that? Why don't you tell us are about we, that? Is that, are we, is that, are we allowed? <laughs> well, hey, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, co-construct's still out there and I'm, I'm happy to be on it. They're, you know, as far as I know, they're, uh, they're going to keep it running. They got a lot of users on that system. And it's, it's a, uh, it's been a good one for us. And, you know, I, I, uh, while it needs some upgrading and I, and I understand they're not going to upgrade it anymore, builder trend will, but well, maybe it's something we're going to continue with for right for now. And, um, and I hope they continue to keep it out there. I, I wish they would upgrade it and, uh, cause they're not, they haven't quite yet brought the features over to builder trend that are really beneficial from co-construct. And, you know, it's not like I can, I'm comfortable moving over to build a trend yet. I, it's just not there. There are, uh, you know, there are some other builder softwares popping up here and there. And Resio is one of them. And, uh, you know, I've been pretty impressed with what I've seen. And they're, they're a uh, company, I think, that is looking at, you know, the both software packages and both users 
and trying to build something that will will benefit everybody. So it's process, though I think so. Yeah, yeah, they they all yeah. for now. Too. What's that? They're yeah. all getting very different, you know. In that, you know, we've tried we've tried just about all of them now, um, and they're all so very different that yeah. it depends on. It really depends on the user and what you're looking for now. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like they're all just. You know, it used to be Builder Trend and Co-Construct, and they both felt very similar in that they're just it just felt like they were just competing with each other. And now it feels like we're getting to a better place because it feels like people are actually asking the builders, "Well, what do you want?" You know, and rather than, "Well, this one did this and this one did this," you know, why don't we talk to the guys that are actually using it and figure out what they want? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not that finite. <laughs> Jamie's got his legal pad. He's fine. I don't know what, what makes uh, one better than the other. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess, Dan, that'd be a question like cousin for you. Johnny, like, what do you he's like? got his, his yellow legal yeah, pad. Yeah, I mean, literally. But like, uh, what what have you, like, obviously you vetted both. What makes one better than the other in your opinion um you well um how do i say this so i i guess for me i chose co-construct uh early on i was one of their first 100 builders just because it it was something that centralized the specs for the <clears> client and it had a good schedule, but it centralized the specs and it centralized my communications. That that's a big thing. We do all of our communication through these mm. systems. So we don't do traditional email. We don't text message with our clients once the job starts. And that's a big one. Actually, I think I learned that from you, it's, man. It's a okay. It it to me that's important. I think because text messaging, it's it's a uh, it's convenient. But it's, uh, you know, clients text at night and, and when somebody texts, they expect a response right away. And I, it's just for as builders, I think it, it, uh, it's just not a healthy thing for us. We, you know, we're, we're one of the only thing about where we don't text message with our doctors at yep. night or their, you don't text message your attorney yep. at night. You know, it, it just doesn't work that way. And uh, but we, it's accepted in our industry. And I, and once I stopped doing that and it's, it's really easy to do. I just, I tell my clients, you know, as soon as construction starts, there's no more text messaging. And they say, why? I said, here's why it's, you know, we need a break. And it's a personal thing for me. Texting is meet my friends, that's good my for family. You. That's, and that's, that's awesome. That. And they, they respect that, you know, it's, it's good. It's better yep. for the project. And then, yeah, the nice thing is when you're, if you're using a builder trend or co-construct and you, uh, commit your communication through that system. When somebody sends a message, your whole team mm -hmm. sees it. Typically yep. it can be set up in different ways. And so, if, you know, it, it, it changes the dynamic a little bit. We've all had like one of the spouses try to, you know, <laughs> text yep. privately and trying to get their way, you know, it, it happens. <laughs> and, uh, this centralizes all the communication. Today. And I like that. It happens. <laughs> yeah. I've had a spouse buy so. a couple of doors and the others and the husband did not, she bought, she approved them, you know, and our contract says, you know, only one of you has to approve it. And they got there and he was like, nope, not going in. And, and they didn't go in, we took them out. We had to replace them. Yeah. 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 Yours yeah. truly ate them, unfortunately, <laughs> but I've got a, I've got a really nice white Oak glass door in my storage, if anybody's interested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a couple of those. <laughs> a couple of those. You have to have that annual garage sale, <laughs> right. contractor's yeah, right. garage sale, you know, that stuff. <laughs> 3080 pocket door, glass and white oak. Whoever wants it, come get it. Yeah. So, Dan, I wanted to chat with this about you, too. You're, you're set up pr pretty similar to how our company set up um, as far no as manpower. Yeah. Hates <laughs> minimal manpower there, for on, let's talk. Let's talk boys. Come on. Control Come freak. On. This is what you people want to hear. Nobody else cares as much as I do. That kind of thing. Yeah. Let's talk. Gentlemen. Dan, Real talk. Real talk. Let's, let's argue with these two it. gentlemen. 
And, yeah, so uh, Mike, Mike, let's just say Mike took a kind of a pounding at the last <laughs> 20 club meeting. <laughs> and I sat next to him, right next to him, thinking, thank God that's not me. <laughs> and then it got to you. Yeah. So we, Mike and I, we're, yeah, we're you, similar. And, you. Uh, you know, we're on the job a lot and we carry a lot of projects, you know. Is that absolutely not yeah. very fair? I would Let say our it, job, our ratio of employees no. to number of projects is yeah, and I'll, and I and I'm yeah. Mm-hmm. As much as you guys say, how do you run this many guys? I say, how do you run that many projects? <laughs> it's <laughs> very fair to right. say. Very fair. It is. It is. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's amazing. So I I will say. Go ahead, Dan. For for us. Uh, the one thing that is critically important to us is our trade partners, our subcontractors and trades. And we keep the same people. And uh, even when there's problems, we fix, work through the problem. So, you know, our plumber has actually the plumber I used, he plumbed my first house in 1994. You know, our painter, I've known him for 30 years when I was a finished carpenter. He and I worked on the jobs together. Electrician has been with us for 12 years. Same, it's a big electrical company, but we get. Kurt, he does yeah. all of our jobs. He knows exactly how we like our yep. homes wired. I mean, so you, you've all been there. You know your yep. trade. You, yeah. you you've got to keep these guys, yeah. and um, and they're really they look out for each other, and they look out for the job. They they understand things well, and and if I didn't have them, I couldn't do it with uh, the few people as we have. Okay. Everybody is just there looking out for everybody. And I really appreciate that. And, and um, I will say it's, it's gotten more complicated here uh, in the last few years as our workforce has diminished, right? And uh, a lot of people are aging out. The, the guys with the 30 plus years experience are aging yep. out or yeah. retiring and, um, so, you know, there are, it is getting to the point where we're going to require more project management on these jobs, yeah. <clears throat> full-time site management. Yeah. To keep an so, eye on everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, I, uh, you know, there, you, you know, there are other parts of the country where it's common. It's a line item yeah. to have a site manager on that project. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Jamie, you've yeah. seen this and, um, you know, we know builders that are, you know, they're charging north of six figures just for project management fees for one house. And, you know, on top of their, <laughs> Jamie, <laughs> and on top of their margin. And, and there are other parts of the country that might, we're not, there aren't there yet. Right. And so uh, let's talk not, about that, gentlemen. Know, let's talk scary. about that and how to get our numbers let's up. Let, let's, let's talk, talk about, about it. it. Let's talk about it. You mean, you mean Michael Connolly? Oh, everybody. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's get our numbers up boys. <laughs> I mean, it's project. It, it's it's a cost of the job. Like yeah. you got to. Yeah. I mean, it is. And most of our clients are heavy hitters, and they're getting paid to manage. It depends on the market. It depends on the market. I do almost all competitive bids. So do I. And so every do I. builder, every builder, every builder in my market. Yeah, well, it's a different market. Every builder in my market, they're not carrying line items for project management. Yeah, but supervision. They, but yeah, but, that's all that's rolled into the their. Job. That's all okay, rolled you know, in their let's, feet. Let's, let's argue. It's it's a cost <laughs> of the job, so why not charge for it? Yeah, because you won't get the job. How do you I, know? So you, here's a question. You, there's a reason you're getting all the jobs. <laughs> if you're getting happened. all the jobs, are you the little bitter? Here's a question, Mike. Most do you the, think most of the do time? Do you think yeah. they're considering it as a part of the job and they're splitting it up into, like, let's just say, yeah, let's just say they split it up ten. 10 ways into 10 different trades. Do you think they're doing that? However, however but here's, here's this as a GC and listen, we're self reformers. So great. So I have a lot of, I have a lot of bodies. Somebody's got to let, never mind the foundation framing, siding trim. Never mind all that. Who's covering the cabinets. Who's cleaning up the job site. Who's just covering the, the sills of the door. The general, general, the general contractor. Who? Who's the, the loading contractor. trim, Mike? Michael, uh, yeah, who's unloading the trim <laughs> that morning? <laughs> I unload I mean, the trim because I supply minutes, my I mean, own. You trim. are fast. You are fast. But like, For those, I mean, those are those are costs aware. of the job. I get it. Those are, I get those, it. 
I get it. I would I would love to be in a market no, where you I know are in a market. I could charge for that. You're no? There's not a point uh, on the market? All you all you Chicago area builders, you can call in. Oh wait, do we don't have a call in here? <laughs> it's not you just California. You can charge California is like this this golden land. Everybody's leaving here. It sucks here. Come on. California's terrible. No, they're all kind all of right. I mean somebody's got to do it. I, so it's, it's, it's but the really, cost of the job to me. Like Really, is it something there? Do you think they're actually covering it as the cost of the job, and not and, and then just passing it along? Well, it's rolled into your fee, so you no, can fees take are your different. Fee and you See, to me, fees are your GC. Yeah. Your fees are your fees. Your fees are your your markup, right? Your profit and overhead. Your your office time and your trucks and your tools and your insurance and all that shit. But it all goes in the same bucket, right? The rest of it, besides that, your your money to go golfing. <laughs> the rest of it should be a cost the cost of the job, right? Cleanup, protection. Yeah, well, you just said profit. You just said profit and overhead. And some of that, that's but, Oh, overhead. now overhead and is that's you the and the people office look going at it. every night. Do that's that, your uh, overhead. Your insurance, your overhead. So you your wonder why I operate light. You wonder why I operate light. And that, that's why. Yeah, you give it away, in my, in my opinion. So are they more willing to pay a higher build fee for you? If you roll it into the build fee, then they are just to see to, to me. Pr- no, to Mike. I'm sorry. I'm pointing it, at the screen depends, like you know what's depends. on my screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are they willing? It depends on it depends on the line items. So you 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 can break out certain costs into different line uh-huh. items. You just have to describe what they are. So like, I do have a line item for job site cleaning. Okay. Yeah. How much is That's that typically? On so you have a let's say a million dollar build, two million, two two five build, whatever your build. Mike builds really nice stuff, guys. So I don't know, five five grand, five six, five, six grand. grand. Okay. So for so okay for one job, but you have ten jobs, so you're getting sixty thousand a year for a guy, and you're spending your labor throughout those projects, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. So I up that to ten grand a job, in, in my opinion. But what if you depends on depends on the what job. if you broke it up through um, what if you broke it up to, you know, I don't know, 15. You trade. know what? This reminds me of our Builder 20. No, meeting hey, hey. I was getting beat up. <laughs> hey, real talk. Bet. This is what people want to hear, <laughs> gentlemen. This is what they and want to just hear. remind you, I'm not the Come guest. On. I'm not this hey, week's don't guest. Worry, Dan. Sorry, Dan. Sorry, Dan. Sorry. We're not steamrolling you. It'll get edited. Dan. Too. It'll get edited. Dan can't read cover. Dan is saying his mind. No, I'm hey, glad but, I'm hey, not Mikey. Real again. talk, because this is what really goes on with all of us, right? We all get our asses handed to us by yes. by customers, and we think our market is dictating this, but is it? Dan, what do you do? I, listen, so, you saw what it you is saw, because you saw what I charge. So, you saw what I charge, and I get it. Dan, what do you do? I've seen it's because California. It's because I do a good job. Like that's why we get it. I didn't. You're I, I didn't get it before. Manager. It took me ten years. To, fuck! It took me twenty five years to get here, but yeah. I get it now because I thought you were. That's 25. what it fucking cost. That's what it cost. It cost this to clean your house. It cost oh. this to protect your product. It cost this to fucking drive the tractor, or whatever the fuck. But like that's what it cost. And when you actually know that's what it cost, and you tell them that. And if you're, you know, you have the capacity to walk from the job if they don't sign. That's what it costs. Yeah, you can, you can split it up fifty ways to Sunday. It's all on the spread of your total costs and what your your total revenue I, for the I, job. Whether you show it all in your GC you or I you charge. break it all in the I, supervision. I put it out there. Mine's yeah. very. I you know how I charge, and I'm telling you, I've seen other competitors proposals in my market i know what they charge i know what i'm going up against i've been doing this in this market for almost 30 years i know what i can charge my market i know if i push my prices i don't land jobs fair enough dan what are you gonna do if you hire once you do hire did you say you said you are looking right yeah so are so are you gonna project manager break that up we we, yeah we've been we've already been adding it okay in you know to jamie and and uh, Mike's points, it's, I didn't get pushed. I didn't either. You know, it's, it's a cost. Yeah. yeah. It's a cost to the job. And it's, you know, you talk to builders across some builders, it's a, it's a one lump sum line mm-hmm. item. Some builders, it's a percentage of the project. Some builders say, Hey, I, I, you know, I, I, you know, I have a friend that builds in Houston and, and he can't get all of the cost of his PM, but he can get a, a large percentage of it. 
reimbursed. So he doesn't charge the entire as much thing. As you can. Um, you know, but, but they are getting that yeah. and, um, it's, it's needed. It's to Jamie's point, it's a cost. It's got the, the, the buying public's got to figure, understand that it, it is it a is. cost it, to manage these projects, especially with the labor pool that we're yeah. getting that the younger, that's going to need some supervision. It, it, and there's only it is so a cost for you to go around. I mean, you've got, you've got to have somebody to, you know, like in Dan's, in, in Dan's case and in Mike's case, you know, somebody's got to be managing the budget. Somebody's got to be managing the site. Somebody's got to be build, managing builder trend. Yeah, managing your whatever whatever that is. Somebody's got to be meeting with the client. And and when all of that falls on the GC, all of that's going to suck. You know, so. You can't. You can't. I'm failing now. It's a terrible week for me. (laughs) (laughs) You can't do it effectively. Just do better. Just do better. Yeah. No. (laughs) Listen, I talk a big game and. Okay, I talk a big game really? in this. Yeah, and and my clients I like I showed that. you guys a number that I hit in big percentages and this and that and woohoo, yeah, right on. And I'm happy too, but I do that number changes based on my client, right? You know, maybe it's mm-hmm. not a ten percent management fee, management fee, but it, maybe it's a six percent or whatever. So it's it scales, you know. Why does that change? Does it depend on how much time? That it's going to uh, take? Well, abs- absolutely time. But honestly, you need to edit this out, but it's my client. I mean. <laughs> like, you want to talk sales? Let's talk sales. Like, I'm the sales guy. Where We are the sales guys, guys. Like, I think people know who they are. And I think people that, that, that I think those are the people that come to Verdura construction because they want that attention. And they do, if it is, they do, if it took it a long is, time to get there. It took a long yeah. time to get there. If it but, is a higher, yeah, they do. If it is a higher budget for that, but that's what they require. They know that about themselves. Look, at, look, look, look at build a trend. What's that? 800 bucks a month, thousand bucks a month. Yeah. Well, shoot yeah, your projects, months. 10 months, there's 10 grand. And then who's yeah. going to manage that? And it ain't me. You guys know I can't type. <laughs> so I got to pay are you somebody. <laughs> are you, do you, Jamie, are your, are your site managers or your project managers working as well? Are they carpenters or do they do work? So or they just, they, they're just very stupid. capable of doing work. And that's been a big contention in my company lately because we all kind of came up together as carpenters, bag wearing guys who, like you, Dan, who hung yep. doors and did crown and whatever. I, and I saw your there's bed. still that need, right? We still got to do door stops and, and, you know, this window sticking and right. Whatever. The air switch isn't working. We have to go do that. But no, like my PM is running work, but he's very capable. Like we're hands-on guys. Like I'm a self-performer. So my, my PMs are very, very capable, but I don't sell their work that way. When I bid a frame job or a foundation or a trim phase, it's what the market value is for that that scope. And then a PM on top of that, right, is the management fee. But that's separate from my profit and overhead because that's mm-hmm. the general fee. And I do that because there's guys like, like you, Mike and Dan right here, right, who sub the whole job out and you guys charge a management fee, right? No, no, Mike said no. <laughs> you gotta speak up. You can't. The listeners can't I, hear you, Mike. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand. I mean, I understand Mike's Mike's situation. I honestly feel for him because and I, I don't even know in my market if I don't I don't know that I even asked the question of will the market, you know, I actually got that from Builder Twenty and started charging for it and nobody Nobody blinked. This market, I, I mean, so of course, people, it's people a cost of the I charge. Job. I charge market value. Market value is mm-hmm. a first price across. It's a shot across the bow. Like, hey, your job's gonna be one point five. Oh, we only have one point two. Okay, let's talk. Or hey, no problem, but we want this, this, and this. Like, it's just yeah. To me, it's a market value hunt for me personally. Yeah, but that's the key word there, market. 
Well, yeah, you you know your market, Mike. Like you, we, you know, but in our market, I'm I'm able to charge, especially for for your level that you're delivering. You should be charging in our market double, uh, double. I know <laughs> double, but just just the market value for all the line items, but big fees, like. Yeah, management and office time. Well, I mean, it's it's part of it's part of it's part of the value that I that my clients get as a client of Greenside. They get, and I I tout this, a hundred percent owner involvement. They get cousin Johnny and me. They pick up the phone and they call somebody. That's who answers. We're on the job. I'm humping in trim. A couple hours later, I was in the Bobcat. An hour later, I was doing a draw. These are all things I did today. So I did all those things today, and that's what they paid for. Is that is that why they hire you, Dan? How much trim did you hump today, Dan? Why do you, <laughs> None. Why do your Why do your clients say they Why do you or what you know they may not even say that's why they hired you? But why do that Why do you think they hire you? Why do they Why do you think they choose Deval Builders over you know? Oh. The quality. You, I We've mean, been around a long time. Yeah. We've got a good reputation here in town, and we're not a big area. You know, we just we're not a. Yeah, huge, you remember that person in Wilmington, um, or in like... Knoxville, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, and you know, so we've got a good reputation, and most of our stuff is referral. Um, you know, and and we're. It's not uncommon for builders in my area to be similar to me with very little project management, and they operate just like I do, or Mike might. So, but we've, you know, we've, we've got projects coming now. I got a big one coming and it's, it's going to be a 40 minute drive from my house. That will have a significant project management line yeah. item on it. Is, so is so will you put it without today. talking to percentages? Will you put a fee on like, this, this is what's going to cost us to manage your project. And then there's a builder fee on top. It'll be above yeah. the line. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it'll be a project management fee plus the, we do that too. Below that. Yeah. And, uh, we're, we're, we're doing that on a smaller level now and, and people understand mm-hmm. it's, it takes, it takes people to manage these projects. Mm-hmm. So we, yeah, it, it, uh, but I will say this, we don't competitively, right. bid. we, and we tell people that immediately when they walk in, I say, listen, we'll, we'll talk, well, I'll show you exact, I'll show you budgets on current That's homes. Right. I'll show you whatever you want to see. I'll show you entire scopes of work for projects. I'll walk you through the homes. I'll tell you exactly what it costs. You want to know what the foundation costs, the lumber. I'll show you anything yep. you want to know. There's nothing to hide. Yep. Ask me anything. But in the end, you you need to choose the builder. Hundred percent. And that's how we sell. And don't if exactly. That's how, exactly. Yeah. And and I quit bidding. I haven't bid against another yep. builder. I, I can't tell if you I, one. And um, if I send yeah. something to build, so I don't. Or in a bid war, I don't want to play. But Mike, you'd be out of business if that was the case, wouldn't you? Well, up to this point, yeah. I'm seriously considering doing that, to be honest with you. Yeah. Just saying, no, I'm not competitive. Does anybody do that in your area? Uh, I don't know. I've heard some guys do it. Some of the older guys um, that aren't direct competitors, I've heard that they build nice stuff. I've heard they don't competitive build, but... But we we don't run into we it do. a lot here. I mean, I'm, I'm, we're very. I think our market is just so saturated. There's so many builders, even in that one little. But town at your that, level, one of the little towns. Your level, you're built. building really nice yeah. homes, man. Like, I mean, they're yeah. nice homes. Yeah, there's there's probably five or six. I would say on our yeah, but level. Do they have a type of on staff? <laughs> They do not see. That's that's, that's where we're missing out. I got to get cousin Johnny in a short skirt or something. I don't know. <laughs> I heard, heard Chicago has got some good Irish masons as well. Some good Irish stone masons. Is that correct? They do. They do. But like you said earlier, they're aging out. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are aging out. There, uh, there's yeah, no young. That's going to be an issue. There's no young patties coming out to. Slap up the mortar. And I the met a good patty today. Pump the lumber. Oh. <laughs> must, must, must not have been a good patty. <laughs> California's got limits on bandwidth. <laughs> it's got to go. Plug uh, the thing back up. Well, while we're waiting for Jamie, 
So, Dan, I don't know if you've been listening to our podcast, but we had one where we did a, a little segment called This and That. Okay. And it was pretty popular. So you're going to be our second this or that. All right. You ready? Man, I guess. I'm nervous. All right. You're an Ohio guy, so I got to ask this one. Bengals or Browns? Bengals. All right. Beer or whiskey? Neither. Wow. Neither. All right. I'll take your... I'll take your whiskey. Zane will take your beer. You know, I, I hang out with the guys that went to BYU at our builder meeting. You know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trusses or stick built? Trusses. Okay. Words or actions? Mm. Actions. All right. That's a good one. Plumbers or electricians? Oof. Electrician. <laughs> Your plumber's been with you since 1994. You know, my plumber, it's funny. We, we tease our electrician. His name's Curry. He's a great guy. We always call, we call you. I said, you're, you're my site superintendent. I don't even have to hire you. You're my guy. <laughs> you know, Those guys so are the best. Definitely electrician. Yeah. Email or text? Email. Okay. Right, you better have your answer correct on this one. Or Erica's going to be mad. Blonde or brunette? Oh, geez. Brunette. <laughs> I was trying to remember what Eric Financial like. success or happiness? Oof. I know that sounds funny. I think about that one because they kind of go hand in hand. You so know, just say I yes. That I, yes. <laughs> yeah, I can't be happy unless I'm financial. That's seriously, that's like a, that you, you own your own business. Like yeah. it's, it, it weighs on you. Right. Yeah. And yeah. you know, Financially, you want to be successful, and that's or or it's you get out of this business if you can't be. Zip or Tyvek? Zip. Ford or Chevy? Chevy. Breakfast or dinner? Dinner. Here's a good one. See the future or change the past? Oof. I'd say see the future. That means you've had a happy past, huh? I know this one too. Office work or in the field? In the yeah. field. And then this this is a real good one as a as a builder. Kittens or puppies? <laughs> puppies. <laughs> I like dogs. You can't say kittens. Oh, yeah. As a builder. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. <laughs> You know, you know, small world. I came to Builder Twenty, and Dan, uh, Dan's brother, actually lives close to me, and uh, and and runs trim. Really? He's a carpenter up where we uh, where we go to the lake. Yeah, oh, wow! I didn't. I know was that. just down there a couple weeks really? ago, Zane. I, I, was, I was down there at uh, right there. Got the Clinton oh, exit yeah. at the get and go. I just came down. I, I came down Friday night. My I. Uh, my niece's husband's, uh, you know, uh, uh, got some cattle down there. We bought a side of beef off of them. I drove down, threw it in my truck, drove back. Yeah. So stopped at a, uh, right there, just north, uh, it's in Kentucky. It's called Bucky's. Oh, yeah. Oh, Bucky's is. Do you yep. know Bucky's? Well, we know all about Bucky's. Yeah. Okay. You ever been to a Bucky's, Mike? What's a like Bucky's? A gas station and a Walmart yeah, a put Bucky's. together. <laughs> It's a gas station. Walmart gas station. Oh, I think I've seen those. It's I think insane. I've seen those, yeah. It is pretty insane. Yeah. People do the Christmas shopping. Uh, first of all, I went to was in Texas. If brisket, all that stuff. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Is that one of those gas stations that you can like get anything in? You can buy a car or buy a you know, <laughs> cock prod? Or- Probably. I think they had 100 pumps. Yeah, they have it to fill up that, but they have, have everything. And the bathrooms are really clean yeah. and nice. And they yeah. sell brisket. It's like a cult I, following. Yeah, that I can't yeah. bring myself to eat because I can't I can't buy meat from a gas station. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to say that? <laughs> it's still yeah. a it, it's gotcha. still a gas station, but it, it's really yeah. It's really it's very interesting in this really part nice of the one. country. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine the Tennessee yeah. Kentucky border, the Bucky's there. Ooh, it's, yeah. it's intense. <laughs> yeah. It was it was packed. Oh yeah, of course it, it was. was packed. Of course so. it was. They're putting one in at uh, 
at uh, the uh, Pigeon Forge or Severeville exit now. Big stuff. Okay. It's Mike, some of Mike's stomping ground right. there. Yeah. So back to business. Mike, Mike, Hi. I did see your uh, on your story today. You 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 had a load of trim show up. Yeah. And it look it's all you run all clear poplar. Yeah, everything we do is solid poplar. Um, it was not finger jointed though. Is that correct? Not finger jointed. No. Wow. Yeah, and you um, you prime it on the job. Prime it on the job. Front, front and yeah. back. Um, yeah. I was bringing that in today because the laborer, we've got two laborers now and they were both on John's job. So I had to go down and grab the trim and just throw it in. It it yeah. did take me more than three and a half minutes to <laughs> put it in the house in case anyone was confused. I was like, you know, Can I ask you a question? Do you have a line, do you have a line item in your budget for labor? Now we got Jamie off the, off the hook here. For like general labor? General labor, yeah. Uh, I've started putting that in, yeah, and that's yeah. the result of the Builder Twenty. Um, yeah. Usually or historically, that stuff was just kind of thrown in, I guess. But yeah, as the houses get more complex, more expensive, there's definitely more kind of general labor like that: deliveries, bringing stuff in, moving stuff around. You know, you you don't get all your fixtures delivered at one time, so. Something comes separately. Now you got to, we have Bobcats and we should probably charge for our Bobcat time, to be honest with you, because we'll move our Bobcat around to unload something on a pallet. Like we, uh, last year we installed a pizza oven. Uh Homeowner's like, Hey, I'm going to, this pizza oven delivered. Can you and a couple guys grab it and just install, put it on top of the, next to the grill? I'm like, sure. I expected it to be, you know, three, four guys grab it and we put it up there. No, this thing weighed, like 2,500 pounds. Uh-huh. Uh, the landscaper's bobcat wouldn't lift it. So we had, I had to go get my bobcat, and it, at the very limit of my bobcat's power to lift this thing up and set it down, and we still had six guys. So it's things like that where, yeah, I need to start charging for that stuff. Yeah. yeah did, so you owned yeah, bobcat. a bobcat for 10 years. You sold it, Dan? What's that? Yeah, I had one for ten years, and uh, and I never, uh, I never charged it to the job. You know, I, I cleaned the lots. You know, I did a lot of. You know, you just do everything you can with those mm-hmm. things, and and uh, I switched excavators. And the guy that I, um, well, I started using two, and the one guy that I use now that that's one of his primary pieces of equipment. So he's always on the job site. So I, I just didn't need mine as much. But to your point, Mike, if I got another one, it would be. There'd be something in the contract. It'd be a hundred, whatever it is, X amount of dollars per hour. Yeah, yeah. For that machine, and uh, there's you know, there's several people in our club that do that. So, there you go. There you go, Mike. Yeah, somebody's gonna pay. If some if, if if you weren't if you didn't have your skids here, there working, somebody else would, and be charged the job. Yeah. So yeah. that's right. Yeah, I that's right. I've wanted to buy one for a while, but I'm just so hesitant to buy one because you know I'm afraid it'll sit there more than I use it. You know. I really want one on the times that I really, you know, need one, you know, like unloading yeah, that's stuff why, or, you know, moving things around. That's why we have it. I mean, you know, we've had machinery since when I worked for my father, we had, we used to do all our own excavations. So we had excavators and all that stuff. We held on to the Bobcats just because they're so handy around yeah. the job site for tidying up, moving stuff around. You have a set of forks you can unload and yeah, they're just super handy, but they do. There's some days, some weeks they just sit yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, and I know that's going to be, you know, that's going to be one of the things that I'm going to think, oh, why did I buy this thing? But there there are little perks. So today, before I hopped on the podcast, I was I met some clients. They had to pick uh, some pavers for their patio with the landscaper. He left, and they had their two little boys there, probably two and four years old. And, you know, these little boys, they, they were all on the machines and the mini diggers, and they were jumping in and out of my bobcat. And I'm like, hey, you want to drive the bobcat? And they're like, their eyes lit up like huge. So I jumped in the Bobcat, turned it on. I set them in my lap and put their hands on the controls and they were moving the Bobcat back and forth and bucket up and down. And the parents are sitting there videoing it. And so those kids will never forget that, you know? So yeah, Yeah. that's another reason to get a Bobcat. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Giant Tonka toy. (laughs) Now. Yeah. Now my little boy loves getting on the Bobcat when I, when, when we do rent one, he loves getting on it. So I, I get yeah. it. 
there's there's times that we do rent one just out of just necessity for a week you know so i don't think we didn't touch dan on uh your size of your team even though your team is small who who do you have in the office tell us about that sure so um you know my wife erica she's worked with me for um she started working maybe in oh maybe 2014 she started working with me. So we have, we have two kids. My oldest is a uh, sophomore college and they have a senior in high school. So from 2000 all the way to now, she's been stay yeah. home with the kids. And, and, uh, so, but I brought her in on a job. Um, it's a long story, but you know that, you know, build.com, mm-hmm. everybody off of build. And, uh, we, we thought, Oh, we'll buy our plumbing fixtures off of build. Why we'll try to do this. What a, pain like that is a incredibly <laughs> difficult thing to do right so there's so many options and you're ordering the shit online and showing up and finally i said you got to help me with this like you got to sort through that this with this client and she came out to this project and and she was didn't know anything about construction or plumbing fixtures and like was really good with the clients i was like wow like it enhanced the experience for the client and i said you know what you're hired and uh so she has slowly uh worked her way in and and she can do she works on the jobs she, she can do a lot of stuff and in, in including uh design work nice and then we brought in we hired Jacqueline who is our interior designer so she has a degree in design and uh she and Erica will work together and but Eric, but Jacqueline actually does most of the heavy lifting with co-construct and um and so does so Erica. So we're, we, they kind of split the jobs up. And um, so we've got Erica and then Jacqueline. And then uh, we had project manager and uh, he's no longer with us. We're, we're interviewing currently for that. And then we have just miscellaneous yeah. labor. You know, so nice, folks in that. nice small so team. We run yeah, lean. I like it. Yeah. I like it that way. Yeah. I don't, I, uh, and that sounds funny, but I, I didn't, I don't, uh, I don't want a bunch of employees. How's yeah. that? It, it, uh, yeah, it, it, it would, it's just not yeah. me. Yeah. I yeah. hear you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I want a team. I don't want, I, I operate better, um, with a team. Um, but I don't want a large team. You know, we, there's five of us. Right. I think I'd be good if there were like, seven you know um i the, and that's probably about it because i don't ever want to be yeah I, I don't i don't i don't ever want to be have to have to feel like i have to take everything like jamie you know like you know jamie was doing a hotel trellis a couple months ago you know yeah. and i don't want to i don't ever want to feel like i've got to keep everybody busy i only want to take the stuff that that I don't, I don't want to say interests me, but I don't, I just don't have a lot of interest in doing things just to do them. So I feel like there's easier ways to make money if that's the case. Um, so I, yeah. I, I want a good team of people that, that, uh, that love what they do and, and love being here and, you know, feels like a family and that's, that's what I like, but I do operate better inside of a team role. You know, I, yeah. I like it when everybody has a say and, you know. Everybody has their own little way of doing things, you know. There's yeah, no necessarily sure. right or wrong. Big teams, large right. teams, half right. of California like Jamie or, or <laughs> nobody like, like us. Hey, guys will wonder on site and he'll be like, oh, you want a job? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but he, was, dude, he was trying to hire people when we were in North Carolina in Wilmington. He, he tried to hire, hire people at Irish yeah. bar. <laughs> so what do you do with your life? <laughs> oh works. man, that was <laughs> come out to Cali. We lost him in the middle of his explanation, but oh well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you, uh, yeah. Uh, he, he has no idea what's going today. on. Michelle's probably trying to, his computer probably died and he's like, it just went black, babe. It just went black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Well, Dan, we're usually about an hour, so thanks for coming on. Yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully, great, guys. Uh, the Level Heads podcast is uh, up high on your 
podcast list. Of course it is. Should be now. Yeah. Maybe your episode. Be top. You know, I just listened to the the guy from uh, San Diego. Uh, Dagan. Yeah. Dagan. Great, great podcast. What a, yeah, he's a neat guy. You know, I, honestly, I don't even know. I, I don't know if I was following him. So he, uh, I don't, if I had, I hadn't seen much of his stuff, but I certainly yeah. see it now. What a he's great follow it. And it's funny how he, his operation is, is not too far away from what Jamie, how he operates with all this in-house labor and self-performing. Was he kept talking about that. stuff he's doing. Like, oh yeah, and then commercial, and then, oh yeah, and then we do this landscaping, and oh yeah, we did this, and I was like, Jesus. Like, what? <laughs> right. Well, I'm feeding the machine, man. He's got all those people, you gotta feed the machine. Yeah, yeah I'm having a, a hard time people. building like eight houses a year <laughs> with five people here. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know. All Thank right, you, Dan. Hey, thanks, guys. I'll see you guys later. I can't hear you. Love you guys. <laughs> Verdure out. Later. <laughs>